So welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, I'm Sean Callahan, And I'm Mark Shank. And Sean, your turn this week. What story have you got for us? Well, what I want to do is sort of put this in a bit of a context of what might actually happen in an organizational setting. So, so imagine this, uh, you, you, you've got one of your teammates who've just come up with a, a product and in that product, it's everything about it is new. There's new features, new functions. It's going to be totally unfamiliar to the end user. And I know this is a bit of a risk, right? So this is the story I could potentially tell, just a temper, if you like, the uh, the approach. I can sort of say to the to Bob, let's call him Bob. And so just so Bob's kind of fallen in love with his idea. Oh yeah, yeah, and he, right. and, he and he's a top. Smart guy. Smart guy. Top gun. He's really doing good work, right? But I'm just going to need to tweak his thinking a little bit. So I might sort of say, hey, Bob, you just, just uh, you know, that's fantastic work you're doing there, but just be a little bit careful about it, just how much uh, new things we provide to our customers, right? Because there was a guy, um, a guy called Matt, Matt Ogle, who for 10 years had been working on perfecting, if you like, the uh, the music recommendation engine that sits under all those great platforms like Apple Music and Spotify, etc. Um, and he'd been working on that for you know some time and really started honing it. And then in 2015, he had his great break to, to really apply it to tens of millions of users. And that was when he joined Spotify. And the first thing he did, the first job he had was to create a, a product which they called uh, Discover Weekly. And the idea behind Discover Weekly is that it would be 30 brand new songs, uh, everyone different, never heard by that user before, presented to you on a Monday morning. But based on your listening history. That's right. You've listened yeah. to a whole bunch of songs. So they go, okay, you know those songs. I'm not going to show you any of those songs. You're going to listen to these Completely songs. new. Totally new. And he said, this is great. So anyway, they got it out there, lots of users listening to it. And as they did, they realized that there was a bug in the software and that some songs had slipped in that the users had actually heard before. And they thought, oh, gee, we've got to fix this bug, right? So they come back, do the software development, they fix the bug, so it's only new uh, songs. And when they did that, they noticed the engagement of that playlist just plummeted. Right, all of a sudden, people weren't as interested. So, Discover Weekly started dropping off in in popularity. That's right, exactly. And the and so they look back at it and they realised that those few songs which were familiar, the band that was familiar or the song familiar, just created a little bit of trust in those songs, so that the other new songs you could feel them in a sort of comfortable way, in a familiar, comfortable way. So anyway, they reintroduced that bug into the software and off they went and they had a great music uh, recommendation engine. Uh, Matt Ogle's now gone to Instagram, which is interesting to sort of see what's going to happen there. But you know what? This this idea, this principle of, you know, don't have too much, Bob, Bob don't have too much. And it's actually been known for some time. Uh, Raymond Lowy, right, that great designer in the US, uh, he had the idea of most advanced yet acceptable. Mayor, he used uh, the, the acronym. And uh, and so he knew that if he was going to come up with something new, he had to have stuff in it that was known and acceptable. Awesome. Familiar. And, yeah, and familiar. He did things like uh, lots of the great logos in, in America and uh, and also things crazy things like he uh, fitted out and designed all the elements to Air Force One, Robert Lowy. Uh, he did trains. I mean, this guy was one of those... Um, 
designer extraordinaire. Right. Eclectic. Eclectic. So, Bob, I, you know, when you're in your design, maybe what you should do is just find a few familiar things in there that you can put in so that when people see this new product, they can, you know, sort of jump into all the new stuff, but feel comfortable, feel safe, feel that they can trust what you've got there. Yeah, Sean, that's a great idea. Do that. So that's how the real work really works, is not it? <laughs> okay, that's my story. Oh, fantastic. So uh, I, I liked the way that you set that up uh, as in a business context because we haven't done that in the past with the stories. We've just kind of launched straight into them yeah, and we'll talked yeah. about later of how, how you could use them. But I think that's something we might we should, do a little bit more. Actually, we should ask our listeners if, if you like that as an idea to give us feedback and pop some messages on the you know, on the comments section in in the podcast, that would be great. Indeed. So we get some idea of whether that uh, contextualizing in a business scenario adds value in terms of understanding how to use that that story. story. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of elements of that story, what worked for you? Well, I guess the 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 insight that came from the mistake. Right. Yes. And because we all make mistakes, so it's it's quite you know making mistakes is a familiar thing. Yes. Although I was a bit surprised that there was a, a bug in their code, but the- what? You haven't worked in the software industry? <laughs> there are bugs in every code. <laughs> and the, the, the surprise that came from the, the mistake. Yes. The lesson, the surprise. And I guess one of the things we know is that it's not a story unless there's a surprise. Because yeah. if that story had have just been, oh, and Discover Weekly was very successful. It's not a story, <laughs> is it? It's, yeah. not a story. it's not a story. Something unanticipated has to happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And in fact, I'll go one step further and say, you know, without a surprise, it's not interesting. Which I suppose is very similar, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but without a surprise, it's not interesting. And you know, and you sort of, that's where the insight comes. Yeah. I love the fact that it's an accidental. Uh, you know, there's so many great accidental discoveries, you know, in science and the world. So I think it's one of those as well. Yeah. Another thing about that story that works is that most people are familiar with Spotify. I would imagine that a lot of people would have experienced Discover Weekly. Yes, right. Exactly. So it adds to the relatability of that story. I think there's a nice thing too there about uh, the fact that a general principle comes out of it. That you can apply to a whole range of situations. It's not of. It's not like you're providing a very narrow band that that story only applies to that thing. You've actually come up with a story that has this big principle in it, right? That could be applied to just about anything. And when we communicate, we've got choices about how do we communicate those principles. Because you could just say to Bob, "Look, Bob, it's really important that you have an element of, fam- of, familiar- of familiarity." In the product. About the product that you're producing. Yes. So have a bit of a think about that. Or you, yeah, or you could even say, uh, yeah, I agree. And that would be actually quite common for people uh, well, to say would be, that. But, but poor Bob would walk away going, I've got no idea what you're talking about. No, exactly. He'd have to, he'd have to make it. He'd have to... Interpret it. Interpret Exactly. You know, or we'd say, you know, the research says... You hear that a lot, don't you? Indeed. You know, oh, the research says you have to you know, have something in there that's familiar, Bob. And, and again, he wouldn't know what that meant. Absolutely. And that takes me to another thought about why that story works, of course, is the credibility that comes from having the names in it. Yes. Just yes. a very simple thing gives the story credibility. And how fast does it take these days to whack that into Google, find the wiki page, you know, Wikipedia page, find out yep. a little bit about Matt Ogle. Um, find out about uh, Raymond Lowy. Yeah, exactly. So it's um, it's got all those elements to it. Um, 
in terms of now I gave one scenario and how to use that story is there any other ones that jump out for you uh, how you might be able to use that in some different way well I guess one of the the things that happens all the time is change in organizations so when people are engaged in a change program you might say it's important to retain some element of the familiar. Don't put two people too far out of their comfort zone. It's so true. It's so true, isn't it? And I actually noticed this a little bit when we're designing strategy stories for organisations. Uh, you must have had that situation where um, you're trying to talk about the past and your tendency is to sort of say the past was bad and now we're going to go into this future, which is good. But the reality is those people in that organisation were there at, during the past. So if you say just the past was bad blanket statement, you're more or less saying to those people, you know, you, you, you're not worth your salt, right? Whereas if you can find some familiarity, things that worked, things that really set the pace for us, you know, set, set made us different or whatever that might be, and keep that in the new sort of world that you're creating, you get that familiarity and things that people are proud of, right? Yeah, and it's not very good to stand up in front of an entire organisation and diss the whole place, you know. Doesn't get you that far, does it? <laughs> yes, that's not a good start to a change initiative. No, no. That's good. I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I think I saw, a, I can't remember the article now, but I saw it just maybe last week, someone really really talking about that, you know, saying how important that is for, you know, change initiatives to have something that's familiar and, you know, something that uh, people can, you know, sort of work off, if you like. It's, it's context. People need, humans need context. And if you put them in a situation where they have no context, it's very difficult for them to operate effectively. Yeah. Well, it, for, for, certainly for at least for an initial period. Yeah. Exactly. And you're going to cause a lot of discomfort. This may not be totally relevant, but let me throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> Something from left field. So uh, I caught up with a friend of mine uh, from university. Uh, and I don't know if you know this, guys, but I did a degree in geography and archaeology. And uh, my friend Gideon... Tidal movements in the Ord River. Yes, that was that was my thesis of honours. But uh, I did a lot of work in archaeology, which meant, you know, sort of digging things up and, you know, all that tedious elements of, you know, sort of, you know, documenting all that. But uh, he was, uh, Gideon was just sort of saying to me that... Uh, we're talking about context. And he said, isn't it interesting, Sean, sometimes you go to a, a national park um, and you're heading down to look at, say, the cave painting... And they put the sign that more or less interprets the cave painting at the beginning of the of the walk before you get down to the cave painting. And now you're separated from the sign. So you're looking at the cave painting and it makes no sense to you because the actual context and how to make sense of it is in the sign, which is 100 metres up the track in the other direction. He said the best interpretation in that sort of uh, scenario is where you had the sign next to the cave painting. And I think that's it's a, just another example of what you're saying around um, you know, how important context is. And you've got to have that context right there, you know, built in, right? And uh, so anyway, yeah, that was a, a nice reminder of my uh, days in archaeology. Yeah. Let's, let's give this a, uh, a rating. Okay. I'm going to give this a six. Oh, wow. That's uh, lower than I expected. Yeah, and Why the, is that? What, the, what's, what's holding you back on this one, Mark? <laughs> um, 
Well, in fact, no, I'm going to change. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. I'm going to okay. give it a seven because I think that the addition of the Raymond Lowy, uh, the Mayer principle, right, uh, makes it much more usable. And so I can see myself retelling it, adding that piece in. Right. So adding to the Spotify um, the, the Raymond Lowy bit. Because one of the things is I can't remember the name of the guy and I would need to, I would need to work to do some work to remember the name of the Spotify yeah. guy. What was just his think, name? Just think of a doormat. Yeah. Right, with two big ogling eyes looking at you as you walk over. Matt Ogle. Matt Ogle. See? Yeah, imagery, mate. An imagery. Image. Yeah. See? Of course, we're wired for images, <laughs> not words. You know, I, I would probably give it a seven as well. It's it's a nice little story that for a very specific situation you could use. I think it would actually make a difference. I don't know if it would actually change Bob right there and then. I've actually never seen a story. I rarely see a story just in one fell swoop change people's minds, uh, sometimes there's multiple stories. When I say that, that's not true. Yeah, I've seen, I, have, I have seen story, <laughs> single stories doing that. Um, I can look at Mark's face of aghast <laughs> as, he, as I say that. But, you know, more often than not, I find that, especially when someone, <laughs> someone is really entrenched, it requires, uh, you know, a few stories to... to get. Anyway, I think that would be one good one to have in your back pocket. Look, I'm going to... I'll agree with you as long as the condition is... That the that the story is re- really strongly entrenched. Yes, if, if there's a strongly a deeply entrenched point of view, yes, that is it. It can be difficult to shift. But yeah, I've seen a lot of situations where you, a single story has changed has somebody's changed. mind. Yeah. And in fact, sometimes they don't even know that that's happened. Right. Not they just they just move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's good. Fantastic. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, a good place for us to wrap up things. Um, I suppose it's um, anything else we want to say just before we finish up? No, I think we've uh, nailed that one. Another episode in the can. Good. Rightio, guys. Well, thanks again for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. And yeah, of course, tune in next week for another episode of how to put all these great stories to work.